stronger, be wiser. Our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment. Our seat, our table. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Our seat, our table. Good morning. How are you? How are you? I can't get the theme song to come on. We're without it. It's our seat. It's our table. Hey, hey, hey. It's Friday. (laughs) And you are listening to our seat, our table. For some reason, I can't get our theme song to come on. But because it's Friday and I'm feeling good, it's okay. So we got a really, really nice show for you today. We got some really fantastic guests joining us. As always, our seat, our table is here as a way to let you know what is in our community. Uh, We have a lot of local leaders. We have a lot of community entrepreneurs. um, We have a lot of creatives that are doing things on a very grassroots level. And we want to be that bridge. We want to be that source that lets you know who they are, where they are, and how you can support them. And, of course, I could not do this without you-know-who. So what's up? What's up, Mr. Daryl? Hey, I'm here and glad to be. And belated happy birthday. Ah, who are you telling? (laughs) Mine's coming up soon. Yes, it is. Yours was yesterday? Mine was yesterday. Mine was yesterday. And I was very low-key. I am changing um, during during my 50th, which was a couple years ago, um, during COVID, it came during COVID. And usually I'm this big birthday hog. But because of COVID, I couldn't do all this stuff and invite all these people. And so after that, my whole slogan for my birthday is wherever I am, that's where I'll be. And that's it. So um, I spent time with my grandsons. I actually went to work and did a tour with a group from Georgia. And then I went and supported a local venue. And so it was it was just low key. And I, I totally enjoyed it. I have energy for today. Well, and it, um, it was low key for yesterday. But you're, <laughs> you're saving up for next week. I don't know. I got a couple of things coming up next week. Um, just in lieu of June, we all know that uh, June is also Black Music Month, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. as a pre-Juneteenth celebration, we're um, hosting, I'm hosting Sounds of Soul. It's uh, storytelling through spirituals, drumming, and spoken word at the Winter Park Playhouse. So I'm very excited. And then I got even more excited when Matt Palmer with the Orlando Sentinel wrote about it. Okay. I was like, little old me. So, see, see I told you she's saving up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saving yeah, up. yeah, so, I have So that's to. next Thursday Yes, what sir. time? Next Thursday, the doors open, I believe, at 6, 630, because it's it's a really nice space. You can just kind of mingle. And then uh, the show actually begins at 730. And again, the, the location? Oh, wow. The Winter Park Playhouse is on Orange Avenue, right there, Orange Avenue in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, it's in that 
um, gosh, I, I don't want to say it and turn anyone off, but it's a, um, you know, there's a lot of little traffic yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, I know what you're talking Yeah, about. but it's a sweet building. It's a very okay. sweet building. And then, of course, the Hannibal Square Heritage Center. We're having Juneteenth. Excited for Juneteenth. That's, Remembering that's Rosewood. June, uh, June 17th. On June a 17th on a Saturday. We begin with a Father's a free Father's Day breakfast for anyone, um, community members, our uh, supporters. They can come by. Um, we have a lot of support. Junior League, Orla- uh, Greater Orlando Junior League. Uh, we have who else is a supporter with us? I see images. Um, the Masons, our local Masons Lodge. The women will actually be preparing the breakfast. I won't be making nothing. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to yeah. be a full day. And of course, you know, one of our favorite historians, Queen Lizzie, will be there um, as she is a direct descendant from Rosewood. So she's going to be able to speak on Rosewood. So it's going to be a full day. Yes. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Very yes, exciting. yes, yes, yes. So any other great news going on for the month of June? Oh, my birthday. Yeah. Ah, of course, of course, of course. Right. Uh, yeah. You got plans? Um, hmm. I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not? Oh, okay. Regina may be surprising you. Yeah, she, you can say it. Yeah, she, you know, she, you know how secretive she can be. Yeah, very, <laughs> secret very quiet, squirrel. You know. So we'll see. But uh, <laughs> the treat for me will just be the sunrise, and that's my favorite time of the day. Does that mean beach? Does well, that mean- oh, I, I'm overdue for some beach therapy, and okay. um, but uh, one of my favorite lyrics. Of a classic hymn is "Morning by Morning, New Mercies I See." That's oh my gosh. favorite. Time you so seventh day. No, 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 It ain't about that. And now I'm messing but with you. No, it's 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 cosmic, you know, because you know when, particularly at the beach, uh, the one that I like to go to is very just raw, natural, organic. It's not crowded, and I just zen and look at the horizon and zen. I'm yeah. Good. See, and they think, Gemini's, that we don't relax and we don't come down and we don't meditate. They think we're just always up in the ethers. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but we, <laughs> <laughs> we are. But, 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 again, up in the ether, that's, that's where you can zen. That's where you can zen out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, once again, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. We're here every Friday. We've been doing this now for about, I guess this is in our third year. More or less. It's in your third year. Yeah. And um, you can listen to our previous shows on Spotify. The goal of our seat, the mission has always begin, been to give voice to our black and brown communities, uh, show off our grassroots leaders and the efforts that they are making to build community from the inside out. A lot of times you're at the, who's supposed to be at the table um, is never at the table. So therefore our seat, our table has been that table for those who need space to show off what they're doing from a very localized level. So today, with no further ado, I have two amazing, I call them community entrepreneurs. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I would like to think so. <laughs> exactly. We have with us Dr. Marcus Herndon. Yes, ma'am. Is that correct? That's exactly how you say it. And he has created a board game. And this is a secret. 
Me and my family, we love game night. We are <laughs> game perfect. night fanatic. <laughs> we love it. And then we also have joining us Trenisa Williams. And it's so funny. Doctor, pardon me, we got two doctors. Look at us, Daryl. We have amplified for real Dr. Trenisa Williams. And she is the founder of Kizzy's Books, mobile books. She's going to be talking to us about what inspired her to begin that. And then we also, again, Dr. Marcus Herndon, who is the creator of Icebreaker. And it's a socially awkward, less bored games. And I am a, I'm, I'm a gamer. Last year, that's actually what I did for my birthday. I did game night. Really? Yes. How did I'm that a turn game. out? It was fantastic. It was fantastic. We were at a local restaurant, and it was about maybe 30 of us, and, you know, we're all about getting on teams and being competitive. And so I'm a big gamer, so I cannot, cannot wait to hear more about this. Tell us about yourself, Dr. Marcus, and and, and tell us about Icebreaker. Okay. Um, so my name is Dr. Marcus Herndon, uh, born in Detroit, raised in Atlanta, uh, went to school for mechanical engineering. So I started off at Kennesaw State University in Georgia, ended up going down to Miami, Florida, where I went to uh, Florida International University and getting my master's and doctorates. Nice. Uh, So doctorates, Ph.D. in mechanical engineering. I work as a scientist full time. Wow. Uh, (laughs) While doing all of that. Jeez. You know, I I thought I was busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I do a lot of different things. Uh, So while in Miami, um, I also became a rapper and uh, a board game creator or just a game creator. At the time I created a game called choosing and I thought a cool way of promoting that game, which is more like a, it's kind of like an icebreaker game, but it's like, it's a card game to that's more intimate and for more private parties. And in order to promote that, I thought it'd be cool to rap. Ah. So started rapping because I kind of had a little skill with rapping and uh, eventually choosing turned into Icebreaker, which is a more public and more outgoing game you can play anywhere. So take away the private, take away the the intimacy, and you have the public and fun and social. And I still rap also. So of course. Icebreaker, <laughs> as you see, is the socially awkward list board game. Uh, oh, as oh. we know. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm, didn't mean, oh. I'm just waiting when you're going to hear some bars. Oh. I know, I know. We're spitting bars yeah. right now. It's Black Music Month. It's Black Music Month. Um, okay, okay. I'm sorry. So with Icebreaker, uh, as you see, it's a socially awkwardless board game. It's, it's intended to break the ice wherever you are. So all of the games you can actually play without the board, without any of the pieces, as long as you know how to play the games. There's 45 mini games included. I have it 18 plus because obviously there's a solo cup. Okay. On the actual board game, so that's an indicator. That's yeah. an indicator. So you don't, yeah, you don't gotta drink, but if you want to drink, with, you know, or with ice, without ice, without ice, you uh, know, so it, it depends on how you get. I, I prefer with ice, but like you got to take if it's free, you got to take mm, it how it comes, yeah. you know, shaken, okay. shaken or not stirred, okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So uh, forty-five mini games, and it's just really there to break the ice with individuals so that everybody can have a good time and of course with the goal of socializing you get to know people in like uh, an informal way exactly it makes mm-hmm. it fun and then you get to laugh you're always going to laugh in this game so okay. that's icebreaker <laughs> how many people how many people can play at once two plus so i've played uh with the board game alone like 12 people but like 
we've played with 30, 40 people at the same time. Mm. Uh, we, me and my girlfriend here, Sydney Gray, we went to a uh, birthday party, and they asked me to bring Icebreaker. And obviously, we all can't be on the same little board. Correct. So we just started playing the games, and we did, like, Hot Potato, Guys versus Girls. It was like uh, we did Rock, Paper, Scissors, Guys versus Girls. We did dance battles and stuff, and all of that is in Icebreaker. So you're mm. talking about 20 versus 20 dance battle. Oh! 20 versus 20 um, uh, rock, paper, scissors. scissors, having hot potato tournaments where it's like three hot potatoes going around at the same time. And then when the DJ does the, it, 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 mm-hmm. it, that's when the whoever is holding it mm-hmm. loses, you know. Mm-hmm. So just little fun things to get. And it got a lot of people talking. It got a lot of people socializing. You know, people are still friends to this day. So it's just an informal way of introducing others. Mm-hmm. To others, essentially. To, to engage and connect. <laughs> yes, to engage and connect. That's perfect. And uh, it, it it works. So I heard Hot Potato and I heard... Uh, dance Battle. Uh, dance Battle. Rock, Paper, Rock, Scissors. Paper, Scissors. Mm-hmm. So these are games that pretty much everybody knows. Yeah, games that everybody knows. The only consequence is we add in a drinking element. Okay. So now you mm-hmm. lose at Hot Potato. Mm-hmm. Got to drink, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a drinking game. It's, okay. it's a drinking game. It's also a social game, and you don't got to drink alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. Drink some water. You know, you can come up with your own mm-hmm. little consequence if you want to. But mm-hmm. like drinking is the most obvious one for adults because they're already doing that most times. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan. I am a fan <laughs> of games that bring people together, especially in this uh, culture of. Uh, of technology. Yes. So I am a huge yes. fan of when we can still have those um, authentic engagement and laugh. I love to laugh. So this is something, what I'm, I'm assuming, well, no, not necessarily because you said you can use water. Mm-hmm. So therefore it's for all ages. It is. It is. I, I put the 18 plus on it because if you're going the solo cup, yeah, the yeah. solo cup, and people just assume, you know, when you see a solo cup, you're mm-hmm. you got alcohol in it, you know. So uh, especially from the hip hop side of me, where right, you know, right, rapping, right, right, you see a solo cup, you already know it's not water. In it. wow. <laughs> what were some of the challenges that you ran into in creating? Like when you put out, I know you said you did choosing first, yes, right. So tell us about what was happening in the process. Of creating this? Uh, the hardest part, honestly, is getting it in front of the right people. Uh, the designing and everything, I did everything, you know, wow. from the design box. Of course, I didn't build it, but, like, I, I sent it off to get manufactured. Yeah. But okay. I designed everything. You're, you're I concept created. Yes. Engineer. Concept, the where the placement of the games, the order of the games and mm-hmm. how it's supposed to go along, the instructions, even finding the materials and all that. I did that. Mm-hmm. And then just the company made it. But like uh, the hardest part, honestly, isn't even that. It's just getting it in front of the right eyes. Because, you know, there's a difference between the people who want to pay and the people who want to uh, purchase. Right. And of right. course, if I'm trying to get this out more, I need people to purchase. So then when they do play it, they're playing it without me present. Got it. And that's the biggest thing. So, Got it. so putting in front of the, the consumer. Yes. That's the by far the hardest thing. So the marketing, if you will. <laughs> why, why is that the hardest? Because not everyone is serious about board games. You know, like the, the, the thing I found out about marketing with board games specifically, when's the last time you Googled any board game? You know, you may Google some clothes. You right. may Google That's hours true. of a venue. That's true. You may Google some. When is the last That's time true. you Googled Let a me, board game? That's true. So, so instantly Google ads is like, 
all right, can't really use that now. Okay. You know, so So now. it has to be introduced because my nieces, they keep up, like we do black card revoke, mm-hmm. um, um, gestures. So you're absolutely right. And usually it's introduced. Yes. You stumble upon board games. Yeah. So you don't how, search. How do you introduce it? Uh, I'm doing expos. Of course, I still make music. So I do pop-ups, and I'll be like, I'll be one of the performers. Okay. Um, even the, the day I met, I believe, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, uh-huh. I met Glenn. I was a performer that day oh, as well. Oh, okay. okay. So even though I was okay. vending, you know, I was vending right next to Kizzy uh, yeah. Books right here, and I had to go and perform. And then okay. while I perform, hey, guys, I got a game called Icebreaker. Uh <laughs> We're vending all the way down Church Street. You have some Caribbean (laughs) in you. (laughs) 16 jobs. He got about it. (laughs) Easily. (laughs) So so I'm over there telling them, like, hey, yo, like, you know, go go down Church Street. You're working it. So I'm trying to get it out there, expose it as much as possible. Because, once again, you don't search for board games. That is so true. And I want more people to stumble upon it because the game is... 100% 100% effective. It gets you talking. Talking. Right? And so what's the price point? The price point? $30. Okay, that's not bad. That's yeah. what we're going to spend to go out and have our solo cups in hand. And depend. we kind of spend more because depending on where you're going, you're going to buy something new to yep. wear. Um, you're going to also pay possibly to get in. So definitely this has... Pay, um, pay $30 for parking. That's exactly. right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So just depending on who you are. So we have got to get back to the game life. And it, and it's proven to be much more safe. And it's also um, mentally stimulating. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. Like right? I said, socially awkward less. A lot of people don't even know how to continue conversations, let alone start them. You know, conversations can go anywhere. There's a game in here called uh, I'll Drink to That where – the whole purpose of the game is for you to say your unpopular opinion. Mm. You don't know okay. who's okay. you don't know who's going to agree with your opinion or not. And that can start up conversations alone. Like one one I always use is uh, I like flats when it comes to chicken more than drums. <laughs> okay. And, and instantly people, you know, you can have, you can be playing with vegans, you can be That's playing true. with people who are Chicken connoisseurs, and they're like, it gets us talking. Like, yeah, it gets well, you talking. The other day we were talking about grits. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. sweet yes. or savory. There you go, and that can start a whole Man. conversation. Because you know how you know how games go, especially when you're drinking. You you rarely finish drinking games, so the games can go on forever due to just talking. Wow. And that's, that's the really whole point. Good. That's really good, Doctor. Um, and where can our listeners find this? So you can find Icebreaker at www.markmade.com slash Icebreaker. But I'm going to it's going to be on Amazon very, very soon. Uh, and it's Breaker without the E. Yes. So yeah. it's uh, www.marcmade, because that's my artist name, dot com slash Icebreaker, which is I-C-E-B-R-E-A-K. You know I want to play around, especially that dance off. <laughs> <laughs> dance battle is fun. Can we move the studio furniture back? <laughs> nah, just give me a little room. I don't. <laughs> you do the fun. two step shuffle. Yeah, whatever you can do by your seat, you can get it popping. <laughs> yeah, and it's just when I, when we think about technology, and I um, I know people who play the games on our phones and things like that, or they're playing with uh, 
people they may not know virtually and we think about this again, I am still one of these in person people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably one of the last few no, you're I, not. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. You are that still, was, yes, look, yes. Me and too. Most of, everyone I'm, here is. Everyone here is. I might is. be the oldest one in. So, that's right. But, that's you know, right. I'm definitely old school 98.6. Yes, yes. I still need the this kind of engagement. I need to see you. I need to touch you. I so this is this is so good. I'm I'm so in love with this. I'm thinking of it um from a community stance when we have um our folk and urban art festival in Hannibal Square and all the different events that we're doing and how do we bring in the um because we attract a lot of people, but of course sometimes we'll have events and you'll see people standing off to the side. But again, this can be used in so many ways. Yeah, this, and that's it, what's so attractive. I see this this is like a twenty one K soul train line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fire. Yeah, uh-huh. so I mean, you know, that'd be real fire to we're, see that. We're, we're in 21st century now, but this is now, you know, the 2.0 Soul Train line. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see them uh, <laughs> get well, it you know, it, going down. That's that's the 98.6. Yeah. Wow. Do you sleep? Because you're the rapper, you're the creator, and by day you're a scientist. When when are you resting? I sleep late. I'll just say that I go to sleep late. Uh, my girlfriend hears evidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's shaking her head. I go to sleep at like two a.m. most days, even if I gotta be up working by like eight nine. So wow. Hey, I, yeah. I, I woke up at two this morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep at two a.m. Yes. Who? Wow. You're better than me. That's well. Uh, I mean, you know, I got the mind grind. Going. What time did you go to sleep? Uh, let's see. What time did I go to sleep? Uh, I want to say ten. Oh wow! So you only yeah. got like four hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, my, I'm I'm in a project mission mode right about yeah. now. I got mega multis going on right now. Understand. And uh, so you know, when the inspiration hits, you know, I got to get up. I start journaling, and you know, you can't even sleep. Well, what? Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, you know, like when your mind is going, it's yeah. like it's hard to yeah. to go yeah. to sleep, and that's it. Yeah, I, I understand that. So I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely woken up in the middle of the night just to start working on something like icebreaker because exactly. I can't I, get a thought out my head. So. Exactly. I know exactly what you. Yeah. Know. I'm there. How long did it take to create icebreaker? Uh, so it originally came about as I created an AR game, um, and uh, that was like maybe a- three. Tell- AR an AR is augmented reality. Okay. So there was a point in time when ice, uh, not icebreaker, um, Instagram was allowing creators to just they gave them a platform to where they can just create a essentially an app on Instagram, and it's like one of those things where if you're looking at your story, um, it can have this imaginary box above your head, and you can tap the screen, and then the box will start interacting with you digitally. Okay. And that's how Icebreaker started. I was like, okay, what if I can get people to play games? This was during COVID when you yeah. you know, you couldn't go meet people. So I'm yeah. like, what if you can play games with people and somehow get them involved? So it started there, and then I was like, man, that was pretty cool. Like, they took it off because they was like, all right, we used you guys up. We got mm-hmm. all the stuff we needed now, and then they kind of, like, deleted everything. But I was like, well, that was kind of cool. What am I going to do with that? So then um, we ended up going to, a uh, like, a Walmart, and I saw how – board games not only how expensive they were but also like just their setup and arrangements and stuff and i was like well i kind of already did that so ended up uh creating slides like little powerpoint slides and um putting them together 
and made a board out of it. And from that, I just designed what I ended up making into a board game mm-hmm. digitally. And it all took about six months of, like, designing it, experiment, experimenting with it in real time with people at random places. And then um, by February of this year, I ended up bringing it out officially. Okay. So I want to go back to when you say augmented reality. Yes. Is, is that an adjunct to artificial intelligence? Uh, no. Well, I guess they can use it eventually. Um, probably when you mentioned right that, that pop-up bubble yeah. and that interaction part. So it's almost like a game almost. Like, you know, when you see the VR type yeah. stuff yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. like you're, you're wearing it, except for you don't have to wear anything. This is just if I'm if I'm holding up my camera and i'm looking at this wall all of a sudden something pops onto the wall and starts walking around that would be kind of like augmented reality Mm -hmm. because it's not changing anything it's more so like manipulating what you have in front of you and in this case if you're looking at yourself uh through iphone or android you can manipulate your screen to where you tap it and then this box shows above your head and then it'll randomly shuffle mini games that are in icebreaker okay um just to get people playing, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of times, you go somewhere and you're like, "Oh man, I wish we had cards, or I wish we had this," and you don't have them. Well, I was creating it for those situations because exactly. people was always, a, you know, even though it was COVID, people was always around each other. They was just inside. That's so exactly right. that's <laughs> right. That's okay. right. We got another one to add to the list. I hope my nieces are listening. Yes, <laughs> we got I hope y'all are game. buying ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I will definitely, definitely be sharing with my niece. So once again, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table. Uh, my name is Barbara Chandler, and sitting next to me is Daryl Gray. And in studio today, we have Dr. Marcus Herndon, and we also have Dr. Trenisa Williams. Uh, you just heard Dr. Marcus Herndon speaking about his um, conception or his creation Icebreaker, which is a socially awkward less game. Sounds like a whole lot of fun, and it is definitely affordable. So you want to check that out. Um, run us the website or your contact again. Yes. Uh, so that's Icebreaker. That's I-C-E-B-R-E-A-K-R. You can Google that straight up, or you can go to the website, www.marcmade.com slash ice. Breaker. That's I C E B R E A K R. And uh, if you just confuse on that, I'm Mark Made on all platforms and including Instagram and Spotify and Pandora. So that'll be M A R C period M A D E. And you'll find all the links. Excellent. Excellent. It is just always amazing to know the talent we have in our community. Um, so Trenisa, Trenisa, and both of you, I learned of both of you from Glenn Providence. So shout out to Glenn. Shout out Glenn. Yes. Uh, Trenisa, Dr. Trenisa Williams, Trenessa. Yes, like Vanessa, but Trenessa, I'm sorry. (laughs) Dr. Trenessa Williams is also here in studio with us, and it's Kizzy's Mobile Books. Yes, ma'am. I'm the owner of Kizzy's Books and More. Um, Kizzy's Books and More, okay. Yes, ma'am. And it's been in, um, we've been in operation since 2018. Nice. And to give you a little bit of a backdrop about how I got to this journey, if you were to ask me many years ago, Trinessa, what is it that you would be, especially in high school, if you would have asked me, I would have been a fashion buyer in New York buying clothes because I love fashion and everything. Um, But fast forward, um, in 2008, the idea came to be in regards to Kizzy's Books and More and how this idea came to be 
many of you all know those listeners that are um, are natives here of Orlando. You probably remember Montessori books. Yes. And so in 2008, I got up one Saturday morning while I was working on my MBA at Nova Southeastern here. And I was like, I need a book. Yeah. Let me go get a book. And I drove to that location, and it was not open. And I was like, what? It's not open? And I used to go come here while I was a student at FAMU. I graduated from FAMU in 2007 with a degree in African American Studies and Business Administration. So while I was in school, I used to always come here to visit my sister. And while I was here, I would go visit this amazing bookstore that was called Montessori Books. And so while there, I was, I, that's why I, I've always been a reader. You know, my parents encouraged that. And so when I found out that they had been closed a couple years prior, it made me go and say, okay, I want to own a bookstore. But my parents always told my siblings and myself, sink or swim, mm. meaning no matter what it is that you want to do, either you sink or you swim, meaning either you're going to give your all to it and it goes and it um, be successful right? or you're going to sink, meaning you're going to fail at it. You did nothing at all to get it to that level that you want it to be. And mm. so in 2008, that, that um, idea came to be, and I was like, my parents always told me sink or swim. And I was like, I have no experience owning a bookstore. So I was like, I need to begin my research. So while I was in grad school working on my degree in marketing, um, I started to get this idea. I was like, okay, I'm going to own this. I want to own a bookstore because there's no other bookstore here that owns, that sells African-American literature. And we need to have a place where people can come and um, purchase books and connect with others and share their love of reading, especially those that's written by African-American authors. And so fast forward, after I got my degree, I went to, still went to school to get my doctorate in entrepreneurship from Walter University, where I did my, doctorate, my doctoral study on gentrification and its impact on small business owners of Harlem, New York. And so throughout the process, I'm still learning and exploring um, what it is to own a bookstore and X, Y, and Z. And so my mom had a come-to-Jesus moment with me. She was like, Miss, mm-hmm. you did all of this stuff. You've been to these conferences to learn about um, owning a bookstore. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with this information? So I was like, okay, it's sink a swim mode. So September the 19th is, I'm sorry, September, yeah, September 19th, 2018 is when I launched the website for Kizzy's Books and More. Nice. Kizzy's Books and More is, the goal of it is to promote African-American literature and the joy of reading. Um, t- and we aim to be that place where people can connect, um, talk about books, and just vibe amongst each other. Um, and so, um, in case you're like, well, how did you get the name Kizzy? Kizzy is named after the character Roots. That's right. Because I loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I took that name. It's always, when I first started, Kizzy was the name of, that I wanted to be. If you look at the logo of it, it's, you see a woman with the, um, an afro, afro, and then her eyes are sweats. When I came up with the concept of the logo, I was like, I had to make sure I had something where people will remember her, and she's her own identity, her own identity. And so, and and the funny thing is about that logo, I was teaching because I do teach um, graduate and undergraduate marketing entrepreneurship courses, and my student bragged about how he can draw, and I was <laughs> like, boy quit lying. You know, you can't draw. And he was like, miss, I can draw. I can. I bet you I was going to go to school for engineering. I was like, bet. I got $60 right here. If you can draw, I got two concepts. If you can put this together, 
um, you created my logo for me. If not, you give me back my $60. Mm. And so he drew it, and then the person that I used to create my um, my website, they did my logo for me as well, and nice. we brought in an illustrator, and this is how Kizzy, the, the logo, came to be because I wanted someone, when you look at her, she draws you in, and you can remember yes. her based off her, and she links to to us. And so that's how it came to be since we um, – since we started, it's you know when we first started, it was a journey, you know, getting that promotion. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer, you know, you have to work hard to get it to where you need to be. And what really helped us, I promoted a lot, um, especially when we had that social unrest with yes. um, George Floyd. Yes. And people were saying we need to find out where these black bookstores are. And then so I went to sleep, and then I got up and I saw this article saying we need to know black-owned bookstores in the United States and so reach out to us and so I reached out to that author to that editor for that article and I said hey Kizzy's I'm a black owned I own a bookstore we're online and that helped bring that notoriety and I'm a firm believer that if you are not your biggest advocate nobody will know about who you are and so that's uh, one of the things that helped is to bring that awareness about who we are because we're promoting that literacy People need to know about our work. Reading is one of the most powerful things. You know, if it, if reading wasn't so powerful, they wouldn't be trying to take it away from us right now. That's right. And reading, when people ask me about reading, I say it's the gateway. It's the leader of our creativity. Mm-hmm. Because with reading, you'll be able to visualize stuff in a different way. And it, it's our own interpretation. Absolutely. You know, even if we're reading one of our good books, we're fussing at the author. Mm. And, then, and then the author says, this is what this person looked like. This is my inspiration. And you're like, uh-uh, that's a tale. That's right. Because I visualize this person here, and this is how it is. And so the goal for us as for Kizzy's Books and More is to promote that literacy and to promote reading um, and to promote the works of African-American authors because we do need to have our story to be told. And there are some amazing people, some amazing authors that are out there um, that – we need to know about and we need to give that platform because not many of our authors are marketed or you don't even know about who they are. Even to this day, yes, I own a bookstore, but some people that come up to me and like, hey, Trinessa, you read such and such. And I'm like, no. They was like, well, you need to read this. This need to be on your radar. And that's how I I learn about other authors as well. Authors as well. And And that's that one thing that, you know, to aim to promote and stuff like that. Uh, we don't have a location yet, but that's our ultimate goal. When we, when I first started with this concept, I wanted to have a location here to bring it back on the map. Even when I was still in that development stage, just thinking about it, there was an event um, that happened about two years prior to me, like really going out, stepping out on faith. It was at um, the Mercedes-Benz Orlando. Yes. And then at that event there, um, there was Brenda Jackson, famous romance, uh, great romance author. If you um, don't have a work, you need to check her out. But then also, too, the owner of Montessor Books was there yes, as well. Yes, Jackie Perkins. Yes, yes, ma'am. She was there, and when she, they talked about and stressed about how there was not a place of um, where we can go and read books or a place where authors can come, I took that as a sign. I'm a firm believer of signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's happened for a reason. Signs come up to tell you whether you're going in the right direction or if you need to say push pause and go in another way. But I took that as a sign when they were talking that I need to continue on my path because we need to have that place here where people can connect. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when you say that you do not have a brick and mortar, I'm sure your way of um, introducing, you do have your online platform. Um, what about different pop-ups, events uh, locally? How often are you doing those? Because um, I, um, um, I do those as often as I'm invited. Okay. So if someone sends me an email saying, hey, we would like to have you all here, I, I will go ahead and I say, okay, we'll be there. We'll, if, if scheduling is okay, we'll be there. Um, just two weeks ago, I was at the Playdate event. There was a vendor there. Um, and uh, on the 24th, um, we will be at the Black Expo um, event that's um, at Turkey. I think it's Turkey Lake Park. Don't quote me on okay. it. Okay. But that will be there for that event as well. Excellent. So um, we do it as requested. So if someone would like for us to be there, We'll be there. Excellent. Um, so, um, and we just we just pop up and just vibe with whoever's there. Excellent. And meet I, people there. I so. remember. Uh, I remember. Um, I lived right across the street. My sons were um, babies or toddlers, is what we call them. Um, and we would go over to storytelling at the bookstore, which, by the way, is where Ebony is right now. Mm-hmm. Glenn, where he is. And so I do remember that space being there. Um, and somebody would do the storytelling or story reading with them. Um, and so when we, when I think of the bookstore, Mancho Bookstore, and I think of our public libraries, the, and they do have the storytelling and the story time, different things like that. One of the things was representation, mm-hmm. the types of books the area, because where um, what is now Ebony, what was Moncho Bookstore, it was in a black community that was accessible, readily accessible, and you could walk in there and you would be received. So those, when we think about um, spaces and what we need as a whole person, the the fundamentals of reading, of um, where we're purchasing these books, again, um, and I know Daryl is going to speak on this particular person. I don't know if you know this person, Trinessa, but we have um, someone in the Longwood area. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Reed, Dare Books. Yes, I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. His... Uh, his 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 uh, venue his space is 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 uh, stocked as some libraries. Yeah. And he as he a uh, living breathing walking person is a repository of knowledge. It's like I go in there to buy one book and maybe get it out in five minutes, an hour and a half later, mm-hmm. the conversation. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you a question because uh, we've talked about this. You know the importance of reading and books and previous programs. And I'm a voracious reader uh, from childhood. And we're in the information age, and everything is at the touch of our fingertips, and we're global instantly. Um, what's the power of books, you know, the old-school tactile pages versus digital? It's still powerful because people still want to have that book in their hands. You know, they want to have that that smell, you know, with a, a, a ebook or – um, you can't smell it. You can't fold the page. You can, yes, you can click it to where the little blue ribbon is at the top. To, but to actually feel and connect with it, um, people still want to buy books. You uh, know, and, that's me. Um, I'm going to buy one today. That demand is still there. You know, yes, there's still technology there, but there are still people that will buy both the ebook, but they still want to have that li- that library of the actual book there. Um, like even myself. 
I get lost all the time. Um, at the last, not this, yeah, I'm not even going to tell no tale. Um, at the last book conference, because um, I go to one to connect with other booksellers every year, and I always get lost in the sauce. And then, like, I mean, and I have books to be shipped back to me that the publishers are advertising and stuff. But then I actually end up forgetting, oh, I need to have extra. I had to go, actually, this year in Seattle, I had to go to Target down the street for the hotel and buy extra luggage so I can put books in there mm-hmm. to go back to the house. Because um, the last time I tried to stuff it, my carry-on ended up being 100 and something dollars to pay for my, my luggage because I was sneak, trying to be discreet and pay $30. And, and to your and point. And they said, no, ma'am, you know, the full amount. Um, but, um, but, you know, people still want that actual book. You know, and then also, too, people are trying to introduce their children to books especially when they want them to have that 30-minute time of reading. Yeah. And especially if they want them to build and become better readers, they're, they're giving them books and introducing them to those books, especially when they want them to get a break, want them to get a break from um, technology and from yes. the iPad and stuff. So, well, see, you know, I'm a tactile reader, and, mm-hmm. and it allows me to highlight and underscore and write and come back as a reference mm-hmm. that digital doesn't allow me so much mm-hmm. to do so. So I can pick up that book with pages, and I can go back to, hey, that dog-eared page, and there's the highlight, and there's the, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that reference. reference so. It's that reference. That's for me, too. One of the things, uh, one of our community members, community partners, LaWanda Thompson, she was here uh, in May um, because she did the Malcolm X Book Fest. This was the third year she was doing it in Hannibal Square at the Martin Luther King Park. Um, And one of the things she said, especially now when we're speaking of all the uh, banning of the books, it's so important now that we create these libraries in our homes. Mm -hmm. So I think, and Sydney, when you mentioned um, reading to our kids, Sydney is in full agreement. (laughs) Sydney is about to be mom. And we know the importance of that engagement and having those books in our home um, it's it's now so critical. Mm-hmm. It is now so critical that we start to have libraries. And so when people come over and they do see my um, my my library of books, and a lot of them I inherited. I had um, a sister who was power to the people. Um, it it's it's such a reflection of of who you are and what your um, intake in. And, so I think that. And I would say to the new parents to be, I became a reader as a child, mm-hmm. watching my dad read. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like him. That's it. And I, I, I mean, I'm like three years old, and I'm seeing him read on, on the couch, and I wanted to do, be like him. So start reading now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To your yeah. Read now. Yes. Well, I totally do. agree. Because, <laughs> um, like, even with myself, how I became an avid reader, um, my parents made sure that, me and my siblings, I'm the youngest of three. You know, the, the babies are the favorite. That's the right. Yes, we are. That's my thought. It's been researched and documented. <laughs> <laughs> so what they made sure of, is, of me and my siblings, is that we understood the culture and everything. So they introduced us to black art. Um, I was in, um, as a, a young child, I went to a private school. When there was Black History Month, we reenacted uh, I remember doing uh, man, um, the, the We Wear the Mask poem, reciting that, and various other different things because they made sure that we were aware of that. 
And so when you say introduce your, your child at a young age to reading, it's also good to introduce them to other things, to other mindsets. That's true. That is what helped them develop and to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, like when there's different books that's written, um, that's how you can learn and become more empathetic because reading helps you become develop that Great empathy point. and that compassion because you're able to see stuff from other people's viewpoint. Great point. And even and then right now that's what they're trying to control that narrative and to take they even taking away empathy in schools. That's right. And so and by reading it's that's where even if you live in another income bracket, but when you're reading that's written on uh, another culture. That's where you can connect that's with right. it, and you're becoming more knowledgeable about it, and more you can say, "Oh, I know," blah 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 blah. Like at a young age, I read *Man Child* in the Promised Land, um, and that was one of my favorite books. And I was able to see about how that author lived in in, in Harlem during that time frame, and you know, even to I was I was never born in the Harlem Renaissance, yeah. but by reading, I was able to learn about those that made that impact in black literature mm-hmm. that made it to where it is today. You know, um, those different things. So that's why reading is so important. Reading, writing, that's the most powerful thing because if you know, they wouldn't be trying to take it away yeah. or to dim the light or being able to control the narrative of what we are reading because reading is that superpower. Yeah. Once you are able to read, comprehend, and think on your own, that's, that's where right. you're able to decipher and learn and continue to be knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Speak on it. And, and uh, you know, to have a broader world view. Mm-hmm. Um, Very it, important. It, it opens your whole world, mm-hmm. uh, not not just your imagination. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it stimulates discovery and exploration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you find many ways to do that. You know, we were talking just earlier this week or last week, uh, how to, you know, when you explore, like when I traveled, I don't want to go to the tourist traps. Mm-hmm. I want to go where the real people are. Mm-hmm. I want to eat the real people food because mm-hmm. right. that's how you find out who they are. And that's the icebreaker. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. when, when, you're at, when you're at their table and because everybody eats, mm-hmm. uh, some unfortunately are deprived. And that's another story that's, mm-hmm. that's in the news right now that's not getting coverage. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the worldview. Mm-hmm. That's part of the worldview. So that uh, when you see and hear the narrative that is being dictated to you, you know you're you're able to say, you know, no, no, no. Let's let's read behind, between, and below the lines of what they are or mm-hmm. are not saying, mm-hmm. and to be able to comprehend and have a broader, objective worldview. And reading is is crit- critical to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also is, especially those that are able to write about it, and when they are experiencing during that time frame. Um, there's a lot of stuff that broadens our knowledge that we probably wouldn't even know about, um, especially that happened uh, millions, uh, hundreds of years ago, even as it relates to stimul- uh, civilization, how things came to be, and how it started to get us from here. Because, you, know, you know, with history, you have to have an understanding of what happened previously in order, even while we are here now, because it often has a time to, to, uh, to revisit. So if you don't understand history and what happened, you won't be able to address the issue when it re when it re resurfaces. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you'll be running around like a chicken with cut <clears throat> off. Hence, hence what we're that, seeing. That <laughs> hence what we're that seeing. It sounds like that Sankofa that I yeah. always talk about. Mm-hmm. Understand your past to be in your present to define your future. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how do we do a storytelling game night. Easy. <laughs> uh, there's a game called Categories where you can literally just start off with the books and you just name different books. So say if the category was book, you'll go in circles and everyone would name books until someone can't name it. Mm. And then that might start the conversation of, what's that book about? Mm-hmm. Listen, don't give me no <laughs> summer ideas. That is a and that's an adult game, interactive, yeah. still to both principles here. And that's and so we we may have to revisit this one, y'all. Checking off all the boxes <laughs> right there. <laughs> we may have to revisit. Dr. Tanessa, Dr. Williams, please give uh our listeners information on where they can find your um your information, how they can follow you. And support you. Okay. Um, you can follow us on, we have an Instagram and Facebook. It's at Kizzy's Books and More. It's K-I-Z-Z-Y-S-B-O-O-K-S-A-N-D-M-O-R-E. And then also, too, um, you can also purchase books on our website. We have a wide range of books um, on that website as well. And that's our website is www.kizzyboo dot com. I know that's a mouthful, <laughs> but that's our website, and we have a lot of amazing books. It's up to date. Even if you there's a pre-order book that you're looking for, we have them there, and you can purchase um, pre-order books even if they don't come out to like six months in advance. Um, you can go and do those. Or we even have the classic books on there as well. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So one of the things uh, the Leadership Lounge, uh, I'm sorry, our seat, our table, the Leadership Lounge, um, we we like to bring leaders like yourself on here. Um, and, and you did just that. You shared, you inspired. Uh, we thank you for the work that you're doing. So tell us your de- definition of leadership, Dr. Herndon. Uh, my definition of leadership is using your passions to impact. Uh, specifically your culture, you know, uh, you can impact all, of course, you know, the, the goal is humanity. But is like, he always like this, Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> As we know, society, you know, they grade and rank different cultures. So uh, prioritizing your culture would be of the most importance when it comes to impact uh, and using those passions. How I use mine, I make music, I'm a creative you know, clearly I make games. I'm a blackboard game maker. You know, I'm always going to hold that proudly. So it's using these things in a positive light to progress your culture first and foremost. First and foremost. And then humanity also. You know, we want to make the world a better place, too. Exactly. We also want to make the world a better place for ours. That's right. I'm finishing a book right now, and the cover, uh, the subtitle is Black Self-Annihilation in Service mm. of White Domination. That's interesting. What's the what's the I I get the concept based off of the title, but like is that was the subtitle? Oh, that's the subtitle. Mm. Okay, this the okay. It I'm a voracious reader. Yeah, it took me more than a day to finish the first chapter of ten pages. That's how heavy this book is. Mm. It blew me away. And then once I fin, once I grasped the tempo of his writing, and his rhythm and his pace, I said, okay, now I'm ready to ride. Oh yeah. So, but that first chapter, I was like, this was a fire hose. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. It, it was like, wake up. Oh, that's nice. That sounds like an interesting read. That was a subtitle. That's going to be an interesting read. Wow. I, I would say it's a must read. 
Yeah, it's a must read. Y'all hear it first. <laughs> it's a must read. A must read. I'm going to have to get that. Yes. And Dr. Williams, your definition of leadership. How do you define um, leadership? I define leadership, and even from my perspective as being a leader in, in the higher ed, is one that is compassionate and they have an understanding of those that they're working with. Mm. Meaning they understand what the problem is and they come up with that solution that can help those that are both. Um, these are our people that general. are. Yeah. Really, these are our people <laughs> that, that can really promote that change for the better. Because you know, as a leader, you want to be where you're with that progression. Mm. So you want to mm. be able to direct those that are with you to mm. go into that area. Um, an effective leader is one that um, they understand what the problem is. They're not just going to let that problem lay, lay there and fester. Come on. So they're going to come up with that solution and work towards getting that solution so that where those that are impacted by that problem, they can be able to, to have those resources that's needed to help yes. them with that problem that's impacting them. Yes. So as a leader, you know, you know, you have that understanding of what your strengths, your weaknesses are. So you operate on your strengths and what areas that you're weak are. You make sure that you have that team of those people that can help you with that mission and what it is that you're going for. Mm. Because all strong leaders, they have that backbone. You know, like if you think about the the different movements that they had, yes, we had those leaders, but they had those women that was back there that were helping them get to that level that they needed to be. So as a leader, you understand that it's not just you. You have to have those people that's going to help you with um, coming up with that solution and to help you with bringing that to life because it's um it's not a one person thing to get it to get it done. You need a whole team of people, but then also too you have to be open minded as well because all people's views are different. That's right. So in order for you to be an effective leader, you have to be able to em- embrace those views that are different from your own. Um, if you don't embrace those different views, you're not going to be successful as a lead. Oh my God! Y'all mm-hmm. came in here dropping nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. What, what I you felt like you just when, had when like a church kind hey, of you know, service. Let, 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 let's pass the offering. And, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, when I work work with young people, young kids, you know, I'm coming from the generation where, and some of us here, we were asked the question, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Mm-hmm. Well, the new question that I've asked these kids now is. What problem do you see right now in your life that you would like to fix or change? Yeah, and and like too, my parents too. They said if if you you can't complain about it, if you're not going to do anything. That's about right. It. So I remember at a young age, I was like in fourth grade. Um, you know, I'm from South Florida, so you know there was this whole you know when the Cubans came over, they can stay as long as their foot hit the soil. And so I always questioned. I was like, why can't the Haitians stay here when they hit the soil? And so I remember I was so heated, I wrote a letter, and my parents wrote a letter for me to to Clinton. And so I wrote it. They put it in the mailbox. He replied back. I got a postcard. I'm like, this is not what I wanted. So I wrote another letter. My parents mailed that letter again. This time I got another, a longer thing, and it told me to be more, to be active in my community and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is not what I want. And so my parents, my mom, Set me down. She was like, Miss, don't you write another letter because you're going to have the Secret Service here. (laughs) (laughs) So she nipped that. But the thing is, they always said that um, you can't complain about anything if you're not going to do something about it, if you see something that you're not agreeing with. 
So, you know, I always sign petitions um, and stuff like that, active. But, you know, that's one of the things. If, you know, if you're going, if you see something that's impacting your community, you can't just be complaining if you're not one of the people that's going to be working towards that solution. Um, because all you're going to be do- just doing is just spreading that negativity and that bad vibe that's trying to downplay what others are trying to do to make it better for those that are being impacted by whatever it is that, you know, that is impacting that community. You have to be about it. Mm-hmm. You have to be engaged and active. Be mm-hmm. about it. Uh, there's a lot of say so, but not so be so do so. Mm-hmm. Excellent. While you have been listening to our seat, our table, the leadership lounge, and if no other day than today explains to you why we needed this platform hey. was today. Hey. They brought it. Dr. Marcus Herndon, Dr. Trinessa Williams, we cannot thank you enough. I want to extend an invite to you to always know that this is your platform. Yeah, to be you continued. Can, to be continued. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, June right. 17th at the Hannibal Square Heritage Center. And I'll send you both information. Um, this will be our eighth Juneteenth program, and we do have what I call community partners, community resources, and you're, I extend you the invitation if you would like to, if you have the time. I'm not committed to anything else. I know June is busy for all of us, which is a wonderful thing. It's great to see all these events happening. Um, we'd love to have you there, and I can send you that information. There is no cost. It's just a matter of you sharing what you have to our community. So you're listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. Today is Friday, June 2nd. Next Friday we're going to be here, and it's going to be Daryl's birthday. No, 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 no. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. June okay. 16th. Now, oh, you're right before Juneteenth. Okay. Yeah. Now, next week, uh-huh. I'm scheduled for, matter of fact, all next week is basically medical checkup. For okay. Me. Okay. Right. Okay. So I got appointments. Okay. Procedures. Procedures. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, oh. Who are you? Listen. This okay. It looks like we're time to go. Yeah. I hear it coming on. So I might be remote with you next okay. week. Okay. That sounds de- like a plan. Determined. All righty. Well, listen, we want to thank you all so much for listening, and we look forward to being here with you again next week. And thank you, our guests. Thanks to our guests. Stay safe, everybody. Happy belated birthdays and birthdays to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)